There it is. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Gamepads suck. No, they don't. Uh, well, some people think so. Oh, my God, the internet's already fucking up again. Uh, also joining me is your co-host, it is a Tuesday, your co-host, Spaz, right there. Hello. And your co-host, Hunter. Yep, it's me. I'm here. <laughs> Yay! Hello, everyone. Uh, sorry that we have been a little inconsistent and sporadic of late. Life has been a fucking mess, and so uh, it's just some nights we're like, eh, we're not feeling well, or we're not up to it, or whatever. Um, but, you know, we'll not, we'll not stay off for long, so uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, all, however many of you there are. Uh, so, uh, not a lot of news. I guess the big news is we have a release date for Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. It is August uh, 13th. And you can pre-order it now on the Epic Games Store. I hope that doesn't trigger anyone. I'm sorry if it does. But it's only on the Epic Games Store for a year. so triggered. Get used to it. Just buy it. It's the best space game of the last decade. Box quote. Done. It's it's just that good. <laughs> it's just, I've got about 70 hours in it. I have finished the story. And I'm nowhere near done playing. Because <laughs> the side missions are too fun. Um, I'm blowing shit up. Never Tetris, effect. Tetris Effect also came out today. On PC. Is, on is that worth $40? I don't know if I've ever paid that much for a Tetris game since the original Tetris. And I don't even know if it was that much. Well, uh, I double-dipped. So I oh. got it. Well. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, what, 32 actually, right now? Launch discount. So I got it on PS4 and then got it today. And I'm happy with it. It's, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Well, yeah. Tetris Effect is the best Tetris game I've ever played. So, oh, really? If you're, yeah, if you if you like it, then oh. grab it on console, you know, PS4, PSVR, or uh, get it on PC because it has VR support there. I will eventually get it because I am a Tetris fanatic. I've played not every version, but a lot of them. My favorite is um, Tetris DS. Actually, it's a good um, one. Yeah, yeah. Tetris yeah. Attack was my thing back in the day. Which one was that? Which which platform was that on? Uh, Tetris Attack was on SNES. Ah, no wonder I never played that one. <laughs> I never had an SNES. Oh, you weren't console gaming at the time. No, no, I wasn't. I'm still mostly not, but I I dabble, dip my toe in every once in a while. Uh, not on any of the new stuff though. It does uh, tie into our topic though, because yeah, it does. Uh, it does. You you don't want to play that with a keyboard and mouse. You no. definitely need a gamepad for that game. So, friends, uh, this is gonna. We're, I'm I'm super tired and my brain isn't working. So this is probably gonna be a random loose show, but we do have a topic. Um, I I was fortunate enough uh, to get a copy of Rebel Galaxy Outlaw from Travis um, Baldry of Double Damage Games to help test, find bugs, that sort of thing. 
and he he designed that game for a gamepad. Like you can play it with anything. You can play it with a Hottis, multiple device Hottis even, which is nice. Uh, mouse and keyboard, just a joystick and a keyboard, whatever you want. It does it does it all really, which is great. But he says he's getting older. He doesn't want to move his joints around as much, so he designed it for a gamepad. And when I tell people how amazing it is on the gamepad, I've been getting a lot of resistance. Like, oh, but it's a jo- it's, it's like privateer. You know. It's a joystick game. I mean, sure, but <laughs> listen to what I'm telling you. <laughs> it's designed for like I don't know about you guys. Uh, you, you co-host or you guys out there, but I try and play a game the way the developer has designed it. You know, like if, like with EverSpace well, for, with EverSpace I, for I, example. I, oh, go ahead. I have, I have, I have thoughts about that. Right. Okay, hit me. So, so I'm, I'm not a, I'm not against your position, uh, but I do have an addendum to your position. Oh, it's fine. This so. Is- I, I, I'm of the opinion that like everything has kind of a place. So mm. as as an example, I, I think of a game like Grand Theft Auto, right? And um, you know I'm trying it out again because I recently just put in the new casino stuff as of today. And mm. one of the things that I think about is is they've got they've got it's like a twofold system. They have like uh, you can play first person that game. If you play first person, mouse and keyboard's the way to go. And I, let me tell you, like I, I have so much fun playing first person in that game with a mouse and keyboard. However, when it comes to vehicles of any kind, whether it be Land C or Air. A controller is right next to me for whenever I get in and out of one of those things. <laughs> because I feel like with a mouse and keyboard, I don't get quite the versatile control with it as mm. I do with a controller. That's a good point. But it's, not, but it's not so it's not so much that I feel like I need something as OP as like a full HOTAS just to fly a helicopter in an arcade kind of game like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a sim. Right, it's not a simulate. You know, you look at, uh, I mean, Rebel Galaxy. I wouldn't qualify Rebel Galaxy as a simulator. You know, like, but you know, as as a PC audience, right? We we on the PC have got that unfortunate name to ourselves, PCMR, right? Where it's quite literally where on a play on a, on a PC, I can emulate Breath of the Wild and use a PlayStation controller. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. That's definitely not the way that the developers intended me to play that game. However, I can do it, um, and that's I like fair. that. The I I like that the PC gives me those options. So let me throw an addendum out to your addendum. <laughs> Ghost Recon Wildlands. I was the just exact gonna... same thing. That's true. That's true. I forgot about. Go- I was just about yeah. to mention that because I forgot about this until you mentioned the running around with the mouse and keyboard vehicles of the game. I'm like, oh yeah, Wildlands, Watch Dogs Two, same exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not thing. that is bad though. We have that option. Well, and here's we the funny thing. Here's here's the funny thing. I I cannot, for the life of me, do really well mouse and keyboard in a third person shooter 
Mm. Like with a third-person shooter, for some reason with me, I have to use a controller. It's just something It's something weird about the way the game plays um, for mm. me, for me personally. That's fair. But, but um, you know... But but yeah, but you see again though. That's that's what I love about the versatility of it, because you can quite literally have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> that's true. That's now, true. of course, you know there's 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 the argument where like you know people could get mad at the devs for only allowing one type of gameplay. Like, why doesn't your game support a hood? Huh? Yeah. Like, there's there's that argument too. Yeah, because like I bought a thousand dollars worth of Hotas, and I've dedicated an entire room of my house into being a replica spaceship just to play this one game. And if they don't support it, I'm gonna get a bus ticket. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine. Well, again, again, though, it, it it goes back to defining whether or not a game is a sim. Like I would, yeah. I would venture to say that the old X Wing series is a sim, mm. and Rogue Squadron yeah. is not. I tried playing yeah. TIE Fighter with a gamepad. I set it up so you can do it. That's an instant it, nope. It, it, was, <laughs> it, it was bad. It was really, really bad. It was, well, okay, so, it was so, so here's, bad. Here's the thing, and this illustrates it perfectly, right? So whenever you have a game that is like Ace Combat 7, it works beautifully with a gamepad. It also yeah. works pretty well with a Hotaz, right? The reason why is because the game is aware... And, and think about driving games too, right? Like if you play a driving game with a steering wheel versus a gamepad. So what does the game have to do? Well, the game has to have an entirely different response curve because the throw distance on a gamepad thumbstick is very, very short, right? So within like a half inch, you've deflected the control the whole way. And then with a joystick, you know, you've got, what, like four inches each way? So it's a factor of eight times the amount of uh, granularity to your control that you have. Mm. And then with a steering wheel, it's even more because most of those steering wheels can do 720 degrees, right? So you have, like, you know, whatever the the radius of the wheel is, or not radius, the circumference of the wheel is times three, right, is, is how many inches you got. So super fine control in there. But that's because also with race cars, it's like whenever... With race cars, whenever you're driving along, you know, it takes just, like, very little motion. But the game has, if you're using a gamepad, it has to compensate big time for that. Because if you were doing that with a gamepad and you had it set to wheel sensitivity, you just, like, fly off the track by breathing on it. So, yeah. So it's as long as the game was built in an era where it can have that sensitivity adjustment yeah. in there for it, you're okay. And since they're specifically designing this thing to, to be gamepad friendly, because they're also going to port to consoles right away, right? Um, uh, yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's why you do it. You know? Yeah. But uh, that and nobody has a damn joystick anymore, except for us nuts. So I do yeah. know people who are buying joysticks because of this game, even though I'm telling them they don't need one. But uh, yeah, so, sure. so a damn good joystick. Like if you're if you're in the market for a joystick and you want to play this game with a stick and throttle, the Thrustmaster T sixteen thousand is the best cheap joystick you can get. It's like forty bucks, or, and then know, it's another forty bucks for the throttle. And the throttle's damn good. Like I replaced the only reason that I got rid of that throttle 
was because I bought the Thrustmaster Warthog stuff because I caught it on sale. But other than that, I was flying helicopters and Arma like every day with that throttle and perfectly happy with it. And I, I used to have a Logitech 3D Pro joystick, which I also highly recommend that. Uh, it's got more buttons and more th- more thumb accessible buttons. Let's say I don't, I ignore those buttons down around the base. It's like, why? I don't, I don't know why they put them on there. I guess if you're one handed or, you know, if you're two handed the joystick, instead of have a separate throttle, sure. You could reach over there and hit those. But um, yeah, it, I like them both. The potentiometer after a while goes off a little bit in the 3d pro because it's just a standard pot that's in that thing. Mm. Um, but the, uh, the Thrustmaster stuff, you know, the, the $40 stick and the like $300 stick both use the same hall sensor in them. So, you know, take that or, as you will. Right. Or you could treat yourself, search on eBay for a Microsoft force feedback, sidewinder force feedback two thing. Uh, you can get them for between forty and a hundred dollars. And you're going to business refurbing those <laughs> things because that's really your calling. So that I, I, what you, what you need to do is you get some of that uh, I, that Nyla whatever grease, right? That's like thirty bucks a tube on Amazon. It's supposed yeah. to be like miracle lube for joysticks. Yeah, I haven't had to do that yet, but I have seen. I found this guide someone wrote on, like, uh, Air Warrior Forum. I'm not even kidding. About cleaning his force feedback, too. And it's basically that. You take it apart and you put this grease on the, the plastic gears. And yep. uh, and it's great. But I haven't had a need to do that. But this thing centers like no like a mother. And it's, it's a tank. You could beat someone up with it. Um, you know the thing that I find most amazing about the force feedback sticks? Because What's that? Like like I said, I just bought this like three hundred dollar joystick, right? The yeah. first thing that I did before I even like plugged in the USB cable the first time, I, I wiggled the stick and I went, "Oh God, no!" And I tore it apart because there's a big spring that's in there. Have you um, you've seen the the Cytec sticks, right? So in, instead of having like uh, two separate springs, you know, that pull it, that center it left and right, and uh, you know, forward and backwards. And that gives you like a dead zone in the middle where yeah. it kind of thunks into there. Okay. So what they did is instead of that, they have a plate that whenever you push the plate up, it sticks the joystick vertical, right? So the resistance is basically when you move the stick over, you're pushing the plate down. And it wants to come back up because it's got a big spring under it. So the, the force of the spring shoving upwards will recenter the joystick. The problem is Thrustmaster decided to put a spring on here that could probably be used on a car. So, you know, like in car suspension, that stick, that spring is ridiculous. And uh, I'm sure somebody sells like an aftermarket replacement thing for it, but it had to go, right? Because it it's like... It's way too stiff. So what I ended up doing is I took it apart and you flip the springs. It's got like four springs down there that are like a retainer thing. Um, and that's underneath the big spring. So I took those out. I took the big spring out and I just tossed it in a box. And then the the pins that those springs ride on, I had to pull them out, take the springs out, push the pins back down, and then put the springs on top. So the four little springs replace that one giant spring, and now it's beautiful. 
It's it's like perfect because it will recenter itself. But if I push it forwards and take my hand off it, it stays exactly where I put it. It it doesn't, you know. But if I pull it back to the center, it very clearly has a center that it'll kind of detent in. But yeah, so this is right where I needed it. But I just need to get a little bit of that grease stuff just to make it just a little bit smoother because the stock grease that they put in it kind of sucks. Um, but after that, it'll be smooth like butter. Because I do a lot of helicopter flying, and th- this is to my point with your force feedback stick, is with the force feedback stick, you can actually open up the control panel, and you have a slider that's centering tension, and you can set it from wet noodle to, like, really hard to move, right? I don't know and if you can do that, that now. One- I don't know if you can do that anymore. You might have been able to do okay, that. Maybe maybe that was their old school software. Yeah, that, that might have been their software. I don't think you can do that just just with like Windows Control Panel anymore. Well, does Windows does it have any centering tension, or is it just flops over if you let go of it? It just flops over if you let go of it. But when you put your hand on it, it just centers like mm-hmm. a motherfucker. Okay, it's great. So it's got- so like the game actually pushes it into the center. No, no? Uh, it has a light sensor on it. At the base of the uh, stick, and when you cu- you put your hand on it, it covers that sensor, and the uh, motors stiffen. Uh, right. The, okay. So it does have a centering tension then. Uh, yeah, but, but you that's can't. What it, like, that's what I'm you, talking about. Yeah, you can't like yeah, control but, it. Or but I'm anything. just saying. It, yeah. So the old software you used to be able to dial that up and down to make the thing oh. as resistant as you want. And the other thing about it is that you can set the center point anywhere you want. Right. So in a real helicopter, the way those things work is they have force trim, right? And what it actually is is, is it's, a, um, it's a friction thing. It's a magnet, basically, and you have it on a push button. So you shove the stick to where you want where, you know, it's like, okay, we're flying in a wind and whatever, so I have to, like, push the stick over a little bit to keep it flying straight. And then it's like, okay, I need to take my hand off the stick or I just don't want to have to push it there. Or if I move the stick, I want it to be centered there, right? So then you pop that button, and then the magnets engage, and that becomes the new center for the stick. So if you deflect the stick, it will come back to that spot, you know, like it's on a spring, right? Um, And that's how helicopters work, basically. Uh, So what you could do with force feedback stick back in the day is you could actually do that. You could set a button that would, like, lock the center, and I could hit a button to unlock it and then push the stick where it needed to be and then recenter it where I had it and then take my hand off of it, you know, or, or whatever. And, and it would pop right back to where I set it at. And that's that alone, other than the whole force feedback, you know, like jiggles in your hand kind of thing, the haptic stuff. Um, to me, the ability to have dynamic tension and to custom set the centering of the stick would be the reason to buy that. And I don't know, maybe maybe somebody out there that makes high-end flight controls could uh, maybe do that for helicopter simmers, and we'd be very grateful. <laughs> just saying, just putting it out there. Well, we love our joysticks too here at Space Game Junkie. Uh, I've, had, I've had more joysticks than game pads. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I find that interesting, though. Like, I find the the uh the shaming kind of weird like gaming i guess this is the the culture we live in in general it's been like this for a long time but i just find it interesting that like 
oh, what? No, screw you and your gamepad. Play it like this. Like, holy crap, it's 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 on the PC. <laughs> There's so many ways to play this. Like, why are you, why yeah, are but, you giving... I, I don't but do you remember like, when Freelancer came out and it was like mouse control in a spaceship? Oh, my God. And then, you know, the game didn't sell, right? That, and that's, but then but, years but, later, we go back and play it and we're like, damn, this was the best mouse control ever. But that's the thing. After Freelancer, everyone tried to do that. Dark Star 1... Uh, Tar Chronicles, Tomorrow War, they all tried to emulate. Um, was it necessity, though? Because people just weren't buying joysticks anymore? That was part of it. Well, I mean, I'm sure that was part well, of it, yeah. That's part of it, but like, how, how many people, like, if you want to, if you want to appeal to a grander audience, it's, it's like the VR thing, right? VR is cool. VR is like, leap, right? Like, how, how do you, how do you want to play? Your epic space sim, I got a VR that shit, right? But, you know, Eve Valkyrie sold that thing specifically for VR. And honestly, I think that's what helps to, to, to tank them. You know, because it was like, you know, you got, a, you got a copy of Eve Valkyrie when you got an Oculus or something like that at one point. But, like, how many Oculuses were being sold? You well, know, that's, another, that's the other thing that tanked mm. him was they gave it away for free with the particular uh. piece of hardware that you needed. Well, sure, but, but the point I'm trying to make, though, is, is like, you know, you got to buy a piece of hardware in order to gain. It's it's a barrier of entry in order to enjoy X1. Yeah. As where, like, you look at something like Pulsar. Pulsar, like, added that thing, like, later, but you don't have to use it. And that's and that's what I think is the brilliant thing about some of these games to where like we play Star Trek Bridge Crew, right? I know we're kind of going yeah. off base here, but uh, don't, uh, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Bridge Crew <laughs> was originally VR required, and then they made it flat screen compatible. Right, but after. but but the 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 niche there is not just that, but like it, it they've they've opened it up to an even broader audience than that. So like you can do cross play. And I'm so gonna tell you, which we have PlayStation, which we've know, done. I'm gonna I tell you VR, and then Brian plays, you know, not. So it's kind of like I'm gonna tell you, yeah, they have got done my PSVR. They have done a terrible job uh, letting people know about that. Because I, when I tell people to buy Bridge Crew, they're like, "Oh, I don't have VR." They they fixed yeah. that like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and. So, and but, like, again, that's the point I'm trying to make, though, is, like, you know, when it comes to, like, a, a flight sim game, having having a single barrier of entry that you can only use X, Y, and Z to play limits the audience that you can reach, right? As where, you know, back when, like, TIE Fighter and stuff came out and X-Wing and that kind of stuff, it was a little harder to say, wow, mouse and keyboard to, to play a TIE Fighter game. Like, the whole point of that game was to have the experience of what it was like to fly an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter. Well, not only that, um, but back then, computer gamers were the definition of enthusiasts. And when you're an enthusiast, you right, have the joystick, right. you know, so... Right. You know, now and so many people today, so many people today do have controllers, too, because, like... And I think I think Microsoft is to be applauded here because if you if you look at the 360 controller, right? Mm, 360 delightful. controller is is basically an upgraded version of the GameCube controller, right? I mean, look at the layout. You yep. you got you got the the joystick in the left, you got the D-pad below that, you got the yep. C-stick to the right, which is essentially another joystick. And then you've got your four buttons, and then you know they just added another shoulder button and a trigger. So, 
uh, not not added another shoulder button and trigger, but like they had um, they had the Z button above the the right sh- the right shoulder shoulder button. So essentially, you know, the Xbox controller just added another one of those on the left side. And essentially, you've got the 360 controller, which is like an upgrade version of, of that. And then you take that a step further, and then you have the Xbox One controllers. And then you take that an even step further than that, that the Xbox One X controllers and the One S controllers are Bluetooth compatible. So I can hook those things up to my phone. I can oh. hook them up to my NVIDIA Shield console. Like, anything that supports Bluetooth, I can, like, take it, I can hook it up to my PC, my laptop. I can take it with me anywhere. So it literally has become a universal tool to play stuff. Yeah, this is why I don't sh- get the resistance uh, uh, that I've that I've been encountering in in regards to just even owning one. Like Cause here's because here's the other thing though that I found that I've been I've been tinkering around with a lot of really crazy technologies. So there is a there is an app for uh, iPhone and Mac called uh, OneCast. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it was developed specifically so that people can stream their Xbox natively to... It's a native streaming app to be able to stream Xbox gameplay. Like, what we can do on the Windows, they can have a tool to do that on the Xbox. Well, they've been beta testing this on the Android. Well, I was able to actually play with minor, very minor lag to the point where you don't even notice it while you're playing. I was able to play Halo, like, on my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and that, and that. And well, of course, I was, I was, I was on my home network, but like I was laying in bed with my phone and my controller, and I was playing, you know, playing Halo like in, bed. so and like Halo Four, mind you, like not, you know, not like you know Halo One or something like that. But I was wow. able to native like direct stream from the Xbox to my phone with an Xbox controller. Uh, and friend, I think I th- sorry. No, I was just gonna say, friends, that is one, one the the word one cast. That's one word. Dot me. If you're interested in that, it looks phenomenal. Um, so it, it's got it's got better. If you have an iPhone or like any Apple device, it works better with that because they already have a full fully supported app. Mm-hmm. But you can, if you can, if you can find it, there is a beta version for Android that they are currently in beta with. That I'm I'm working. So it. And to, it to me is just like a testament of like you know you look at like what Microsoft has done, especially with the Xbox. This, this just this last two years alone, what they've been pushing with what they've been able to do compatibility wise with with that kind of technology. It makes sense that you know a lot of developers want to support controller. Now I know, like I know that the the joysticks are definitely more niche. Don't get me wrong, I've got my own Hotas as well, but. You know, I definitely understand the appeal of, of being able to just like pick up and go. I would yeah. say part of it is a barrier of entry. Uh, part of it is also depending on the gamepad, I should say. Because mm-hmm. let me give you an example. Um, speaking of games that worked horribly on a gamepad, Wing Commander, oh, God. Saturn. Oh no! Yeah. Wait. But it, was, but it worked oh. amazing on the 3DO. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty terrible. It was it was hard to control. You know what? You know what? You're right. No, control interfaces. You have you had you know six main buttons and and the D-pad. And thank God you were lucky if you could get <laughs> through a mission at times, just Dude, because thank, you were still limited. Thank God Sony invented the DualShock, because if Sony had not done that. 
Oh, fuck. We'd probably still be dealing with that I, plus sign D-pad bullshit I, from I, Nintendo. I can't play, like, I, I wanted to play the Colony Wars games once I got a PS3. I can't. I can't play the first one because it's D-pad only. It doesn't work with the DualShock, and I can't get it to run. with the. So I, I can't play it. It's horrible. Yes. Same thing with uh, well, Wing, Com- Wing Commander 4. I got the PS PlayStation version of that. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. It, it's well, awful. see, the thing, it's like people that are, like, hating on game pads, it's like, no. The the game pad is great. It's, it excels in the living room, right, when you're playing something on TV or whatever that's console-y. Um, but also console-y things, like if you're doing retro emulation stuff, you better have a game pad. Oh, yeah. uh, and then I would say a good solid eighty percent of the titles on Steam are gamepad focused now. A lot so of them. A lot of them. You better have and, a gamepad. A lot of if, them don't even have keyboard and mouse support. I'm starting to see that. Like it's gamepad or get lost. And yeah, that a kinda lot of irks even me. state the developer states you need to have a gamepad to play the game. Yeah. Uh, on some of them, they'll list it with a warning. In fact, in orange, yeah. you know, you'd have a gamepad to play this game. Yeah, the yeah, nice I'm part, that though, is too. that now with with USB and in Windows 10, Windows finally got their shit together about what joystick is dominant, right? Oh, really? Um, but, yes. How do yeah. you do that? So I have my gamepad and my Hotaz all hooked up together. Uh, you can you can go into the, the control panel to your, your controllers thing, and there's a drop-down, and you just pick which one's going to be device one. So any game that is retarded what? about which one to listen to will default to that one. And otherwise, games are just smart. They're like, oh, I see you got a gamepad. You probably don't want to play, you know, like this console, like this uh, platformer game with your Hotaz. So we're going to just obey that gamepad. I'll do you one better. Where do you see that? Uh, my, foot, my foot switch pedal. My foot mm-hmm. switch pedal. Some games will detect that as a controller. And I use that, as many of you know, I use that as a push-to-talk key. So hmm. there are games where... I'll be on Discord trying to talk to you guys or, or playing with someone, and the the foot switch gets detected as a controller, and the game won't run, can't oh, control no. anything, because, yeah, because it hasn't been excluded from the list or put down on the priority list. You know, the, the, there's one thing about joysticks and game pads and what, and Unreal 3 games that just pisses me. It's like the worst, dude. Hey, is whenever, yeah. Am I was I gonna ask where, where no where do you see this thing oh. in Windows? Because I'm looking at the game controllers. I've got the gamepad and the joystick hooked up, and I don't see an option to select which one's option All right, one. Let me let me fish this up. What I did so is I got a- I got a powered USB port with buttons, and I could power each USB port on and off individually. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, that'll that'll work too. Okay, so you right-click on any controller, and you go uh, to Properties. Wait, right-click on where? USB and Game Controllers? No, you're in Control Panel, control Devices, panel. and Printer. Oh, uh, okay. Control panel. Sorry, folks. Hang on. I almost want to see this. Uh, view Devices and Printers. Okay, yep. hang on. Come on, buddy. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah, so uh, now right-click on your gamepad or whatever. Right. I see it. Okay. And go to game controller settings. Right. And I got game controllers. And it should give you a list of all your controllers. 
Right. Oh, I see. Preferred device. Yeah. Oh, that's with older programs, though. That's fine. Whatever. Right. Um, because new stuff is smart, and it's only your legacy stuff that's oh, going to be dumb. Oh, I see. However, if I have any gamepad or joystick or anything plugged in, and about 75% of the old Unreal Engine 3 games, you start that thing up, and your guy will just, like, spin in place. It's fucking irritating. I can't. I can't, man. Like, I just bought um, that War- or Project Warlock, and it does it. I can't even believe it. Like, start up Project Warlock, and there's no option to disable joystick input, so I have to unplug all my USB shit oh, to play that game, which means I don't play that game. So, yeah, it's very irritating. Yeah, I spent about $80 on a powered USB hub with, like, 16 ports, and each port has a button. I can turn it on and off individually. It's great for exactly that thing. So, like, if I just have a controller, just boop, 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 you know, if I want to use the hot S. Just get a power strip that's TCP, and then you can turn off your power plugs remotely (laughs) one I'll turn them on from the car when I get home from an app. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you set you set your phone right with if this then that. It's like whenever whenever you get within five feet of your front door, it just like powers on all your. So, friends, Amazing. Jim Jim posted in the stream chat a picture of probably one of the most legendary PC gamepads ever, the Gravis PC gamepad, which was admittedly a terrible gamepad. It was. I think it was the first one, right? It, it's, it might yeah. have been. It might have it's, been. So it's, I, a little, it's a little purple, G, uh, purple D-pad, and the buttons are Skittles. And the middle of the D-pad is open, so you could screw in the tiniest joystick. For yeah, I, don't little, I don't know why. I don't know why. Threaded hole, and, and <laughs> well, uh, because it's it's like the precursor of the thumbstick, right? I guess. So, I never it used a, it though. It was a terrible, skinny little. Joystick. Oh, it was like and, it was like having a a pencil that you pushed around with your thumb and stuff. And of you like lost it fat. so easily. You lost it yes. so easily. I I lost it like within a week of getting it. I was just like, whatever. I never use it anyway. But I used that thing for like jazz. Yeah, I, I used one too. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a on a friend's PC, I used it to play Final Fantasy VII for the first time before oh, that's I got funny. it on uh, yeah on on PS One, but. I remember that that uh, that nub on it as well, and it kind of reminded me of one of the attachments you could buy for the original Game Boy. Yeah, I was going to say those are just game ports. <laughs> yeah, Chatham's in the Chatham's in the uh, the chat was like, "Were those PS2 or serial ports?" I'm like, "No, game ports. Remember game ports? <laughs> you had to get yeah, a, you had to have a sound card, you had a sound blaster to get the game." <laughs> For some fucking reason, you had to get a sound card to get a game port. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Basically the worst. <laughs> it was so weird. Hey, I'm going to say this, and I know Brian's answer, but I'm going to say, hey, guys, remember sound cards? Remember, remember sound cards? I'm still using one, dude. <laughs> I got one for I my know, new machine. I yeah. I know. I know. I, some I, audio I, files out there are really into it. Sound Blaster Hardcore since 1994, basically. Uh, got it for got a all thirty two for Tie Fighter. Never looked back. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. Speaking of which, that kind of reminds me. It was like when I two thousand three or two thousand four. I got my first Nvidia card, and that was the. I've never looked back. 
I did dabble with AMD for a little bit, but now I'm just in NVIDIA. All the like, if it's just EVGA and NVIDIA, that's whatever. That's all, I'm done. That's all I need forever. <laughs> but I had um, Microsoft started making gamepads around the '90s too. Like, do you remember the freestyle one that came with Motocross Madness? Do you guys remember that one? It was like, it was almost like handlebars. It had these really long. Oh yeah, I remember that. It had these thing. really, and it was it was it had a gyro in it, it had a gyroscope in it, so you could actually steer with it. It was. Remember, it was not the, great. What was it the the Wingman gamepad that Microsoft made too? They used to make stuff. It, it was like that weird, like grayish green color, the that strange plastic color that they had. But it was like all the buttons on the gamepad were like that funky. It's it's almost it's like a seventies avocado refrigerator, and yet maybe a little more gray than that. Right. It was like appliance color. <laughs> Nasty. But I was mostly against gamepads for the longest time, even till up like to like five years ago. I was like, well, why, they do I need, why, why do I need this? That's why. Because oh, really? I'll, I'll tell you why. Until they made the Xbox 360 gamepad that you could USB into your PC, gamepads on PC were ass, and that's yeah. been the only good gamepad. You well, had to get you had to get a lot of like either adapters or some kind of converter just to get a decent gamepad for the PC. And really, like Jim said once. Yeah, once the once the 360 controller came out. As a matter of fact, Microsoft came out with uh, a USB dongle, and you can actually get one. You can get another one of them today, but they came out with a USB dongle uh, that supported up to four wireless Xbox 360 controllers for your PC. Holy shit! So you could actually you could actually do split screen co op games that like you might be able to like say you're emulating like Mario Kart 64 for example. You could actually play Mario Kart 64 emulated on your PC with four people playing with 360 controllers. Wow! Um, but they came out with a dongle recently. Uh, well, not recently. When when the Xbox One came out, they came out with a dongle for the PC that supported I think like eight controllers or something oh like dear that. lord oh dear lord i'm i'm i i'm i could be remembering this completely wrong but i felt like it was more than four different um controllers that you could connect to it um mm. but the thing is with uh with the controllers at least on the xbox you can um carry your profile your xbox profile with it oh so interesting it, so so you can tie a profile to a controller on the xbox um, so, like, hmm. when that controller gets turned on, that profile is automatically logged in. I don't know if it did the same thing on the PC or not, but I know that that's what it did on the Xbox. But, as I said earlier, when they released the Xbox One S and Xbox One X, um, they just flipped and put Bluetooth in the controllers, and so now hmm. you can hook those controllers up to anything that supports Bluetooth. And, so. and now they have those Xbox Elite controllers with those, like, flippers on the bottom. I, yeah, I you see... I've 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 played with one of those and I oh, just really? don't I, I I I I don't feel it. Mm. I think I think those extra those extra uh, paddles on the bottom just do not do it. So maybe I didn't realize this. So maybe that's why it's a re- maybe that's why there's resistance because it was relatively a new uh, 
like a good gamepad on the PC is a relatively new thing, uh, as as far as these things go. I didn't know that. In my yeah, in my opinion, ever since the Xbox 360 controller, I feel like games have just been universally worked. Like anything that supports a controller, the Xbox controller has just universally worked for me. Like I've I I have yet mm. to run into a game that was controller supported where that did not work. Huh. Yeah, you, you want to talk about like retro games, emulator, like anything. As a matter of fact, most emulators now come like almost like they're pre-configured to use the Xbox controller. <laughs> that's that's actually wonderful. Pretty much, yeah. That's, that's actually yeah. Well, I mean, because like I've I've dabbled with like the Simi emulator, which is the uh, the Wii U emulator. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and you know, like I, I don't even think I had to change any of the button mappings. I think it was just like already intuitively set up. <laughs> Maybe that's why I've been encountering such resistance to it, though. Like it's it's like it's such a well. I mean, you got the the, 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 tri- the tryhards out there, right? Because what's weird, and I and I'm not trying to da- talk down to our audience, because like I said, I'm. I'm a hardcore PC guy myself, but sure. everything has its place, and every, everybody has, you know, what they're comfortable with. And if a developer is going to support more than one, and but you know, if they've got something that they've specifically designed it, like, hey, you know, but he also put in support for a Hotas, right? So I mean, it's kind of like, yep. why are you bitching? <laughs> yeah, no, like, uh, like really, like why are, why are people complaining? It they can do both. Yeah, no, you can do whatever with it. It's I, I've tried it, and it all works great. But, like, it's just sublime with a gamepad, because it's, like, when you hold down the B button, cut the inertial dampeners, flip around to a guy shooting at you behind you, kill him, flip around to find another guy, and then speed off to kill him, it just feels right. And you can't really do that on the hottest. I tried. It doesn't feel the same. You know, like it well, all. No, you know what? You know, you know what game feels great with a controller? Hmm. Blazing Chrome. What? Wait, what is that? Oh yeah. Uh, wow. I haven't played it yet, but I'm gonna get it. It's a it's a retro style, uh, almost kind of like a con. And it is. Oh man! Like when I first, it's not a space games, but when I first, when Whatever. I first, uh, when I first got it, uh, well, it's Ooh. it's on Game Pass on Windows, right? So oh, it looks I very metal. Like, it looks very metal sluggy. It's very metal slug. Yeah, yeah, very metal slug. Contra. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's, it's got hard. that. Yeah, it is very hard, but it's got that those Super Nintendo graphics, man. Like ah, oh, or or like the Neo Geo. It's just it's great. Have you guys played um, Bro Force? Yeah, oh, yeah. Broforce yeah. Force is a little bit more pixel arty than this. Right. But I but, still love Broforce. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Blazing Chrome. I'm going to look into that because I'm on that $5 Microsoft Oh, well, it's thing. super easy, no-brainer then. It's like, what, like 80 megs or something? Oh, yeah, wow. A little tiny it'll, game. It'll I will have to get that. And you'll have a good time. I've it's been playing Crash. Switch, too, isn't it? <laughs> you, might, you might throw that controller. <laughs> I've been playing Crackdown yeah, yeah, 3 with it. It's, it's that great. kind of game. Oh, boy. It's, do, you, do you remember the days of throwing your controller at how hard a game was? You're like, oh, sure. Yeah, you're oh, sure. Relive f- those in real time. <laughs> I had a friend. I didn't have the consoles back then, but I had a friend who did, and I'd go over to his house all the time. And I remember 
specifically a session of Battletoads where uh, I couldn't, he couldn't get past the part. And I was better like on the keyboard and stuff than he was, so he asked me to come over and try, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, if you can beat Battletoads, you're pretty pro, anyways. <laughs> I know, right? Apparently, absolutely. It's <laughs> considered like one of the hardest games ever made, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, arguably a, a great game, but also like super challenging. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of funny, like. After getting a PC control, after getting a gamepad for the PC, I've been much more friendly to consoles. Like, I got a PS3, but I didn't play it much. And, like, yeah. now I've got, like, the PS2 and the PS3 and the Dreamcast. And I kind of love the Dreamcast controller. It's a weird thing. But I have. I it have, really is, but I, I love str- it. I do too. I don't even know why. It's it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. It's it's why heavy. does the cord come out of the bottom? I don't understand. I don't. That makes no sense. I mean, sure, you had the top part that put the you put the VMU in there, I guess. The why couldn't you put, the, you know, that little cartridge thing with a little screen on it? You know that that's where the games yeah, would be the, saved. The virtual and, metro, virtual memory unit. And then you could play. There would be mini games on it sometimes. It was. Dreamcast is such a weird like, let's thing. take a memory card and put a Tamaguchi in it. Pretty much. That's kind of what well, they did. Well, what other of. console did that? There was some other... Like, they weren't the only ones. I feel like there was another company who did some things. I think PlayStation might have done something like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen but... some recently, because I was watching, I was watching um, Metal Jesus did a whole thing over in Japan, and they went to a bunch of retro game stores over there. Mm-hmm. And they were they were showing off some crazy stuff that I'd never seen before. So but there was <laughs> there, there was, was some stuff that was Japan only. Didn't never made it to the West. And so. that might have been one of these. I heard about the most amazing Japanese Tamagotchi thing. So they made a Tamagotchi and they put a breathalyzer in it. What? But it yeah, like you know when you're drinking and you blow in it and it knows how drunk you are. Except. That it's not a. I thought when I first heard about it, like, oh, well, this is going to be a thing, like, you know, you make sure you haven't drank too much or whatever. It's like, oh, well, I have this Tamagotchi thing, and then I just breathe in it, and it's also like, you know, it would be like, oh, I have a smartwatch, and then I breathe on it, and it tells me if I'm too drunk to drive or whatever. And yet, no, what what it is, oh yeah, he found it, pocket station. Uh, what it is is it's actually a Tamagotchi that drinks with you. So, <laughs> you're in the bar, and and yeah, so you can breathe on it, and then it gets drunk with you. Oh, which is, Japan, so kind of man. Japan, Japan, yeah. man. <laughs> I started yeah. playing. So so get this. So so that little screen what? flips up, and it plugs into the memory card port of a PlayStation. Oh come on! Wow. <laughs> That's weird. And you can manage what? your saves on about. That's insane. Or whatever. I've never seen this before, and I worked at an EB, and I never saw that one of these things. Let me see. Well, was it was it... only released in Japan, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. That's You're why. right. Only Japan in 1999. It only lasted three years. I mean, I heard of it, but I never saw one in person because of that. A lot of games are compatible with it, too. Oh, my gosh. Look at this list. Hot Shots Golf. Grandia. Dance Dance Revolution? What? <laughs> Legend of Mana, The Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> Dear Lord. 
Pocket Digimon World. <laughs> wow. Each wow. Our Pokemon. We got the wow. Digimon. <laughs> when you can't afford Pokemon, go Digimon. Uh, no, that's a that's that's wonderful. Uh, but yeah, I really hope that Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, for example, sells some controllers. Honestly. I have a feeling it might. Because, like, it's not it probably bad. probably will. It probably will. It's not bad with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, it's not amazing either. Um, you know, you can, I, I contrast that with, say, Everspace, which was designed for mouse and exactly, keyboard first. Exactly. Yeah, I tried it yeah, with a mouse and I tried it with a gamepad. Oh, yeah, use a, a gamepad. Use a HOTUS. Uh, no. <laughs> No. Use a mouse and keyboard. It's that's the best control scheme, unless you're I, buying it on console. In that case, you know, use I, use a controller. I did try it with controller like a couple times. Just no, just just didn't not feel great. It really didn't. <laughs> but again, if you're on a console, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you have. Yeah, that's what you got. That's true. That's the you know, right. Uh, so it sounds like because you guys came from consoles, so you probably didn't need convincing to get a gamepad for your PC, whereas I did. You know, it just it 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 took a very it took European Truck Sim two to convince me to get a gamepad for my PC because <laughs> the I mean I've been control- using consoles since the twenty six hundred. Oh God, all the that way through. Thing. I didn't get my first. I didn't get my first PC until. I mean, I had an Atari 800 and Atari 800 XL, but sure. I didn't get my first PC until around 1999. Like wow! So it, it was. It was not really a big deal for me to not have a gamepad on it right. necessarily. I'd used yeah. them on on a friend's computer, but I'd been console gaming up until that point completely. So God, you kind of jumped transition. You kind of jumped in at the right and the wrong time. Because, like, the 90s were, like, a golden age of PC gaming, but 99 was when it all ended. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, well, I, I would say 99 was, like, the the downward... I don't think it, like, ended, like, on 99. But... No, yeah, but it was... 99-2000. Like, 99-2000 yeah. is when it really it fell down the hill, basically. Um, and then, like... Yeah, so I was actually like mad at consoles for a while. That's one of my reasons for not be- not being big into the gamepad until like recently. And now it's one of my most used peripherals. It's just an amazing thing. So, folks, I just gotta say, if you're planning on getting Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, and you fucking better forget, don't worry about the Epic Game Store. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. Don't worry about it. And you could it. also wait for the console release. It's happening, you know. Eventually, they're go- they're, they're, they've said they're yeah. going to take a break after the PC version comes out on Epic. Sure, I can't, sure. I can't blame them. They're working their ass off. Like, like Travis, like, sends me updates on what he just, like, the big patches he puts out. And he's, like, making so many little changes to the game now. It's like, we're so close. We're so close. Um... If you're going to get Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, get a gamepad. I'm not, you know, it'll take a little bit of getting used to, clearly. But once you click with a gamepad, you'll wonder how you didn't have one. 
So, so here's here's the host on the show speaking for myself that has followed Rebel Galaxy Outlaw the least. Okay, but I'm intrigued by what I have seen. So let me ask you this, Burai. Um, you guys can ask anything you want. I'm allowed to say whatever. I can't show anything yet, but I'm allowed to say whatever. Well, the 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 question that I have is, hold on, mm-hmm. this damn microwave. <laughs> it wants to, you can't even if you open the door, it just beeps for forever. Okay, um, so hmm. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, mm-hmm. you are not confined to the cockpit of a ship the entire. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a cockpit flight sim like Privateer, like Wing Commander. So, but Privateer. you don't, you don't, do you not get out of the ship at all? Well, when you dock, you get out. Yeah, you like, like remember Privateer when you dock and you'd go to the concourse and then you'd go to the bar. Right? You go, yeah. It's like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah. like that. So you do so, get out of the ship and you talk to people in the bar. Or you do you, do you walk around? No, you don't have space lights. No space. It, lights. No, oh, no, okay. you do that's, not that's walk what around. I'm trying to get at. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, you do gotcha. not walk around. So, it's, so, so your movement when you are moving is purely in the cockpit. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, pretty much. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's because Travis gets motion not sick. A bad, not a bad thing. Not, not a bad thing. I'm just, I was just curious. Travis explained he gets motion sick, and that's why there's no, like, track VR, track IR or VR anything. Or It would also take a lot longer to implement that sort of thing. Um, so, there's, so, like, yeah, you're not going to be holding WASD down to walk to the bar. You just say, visit bar. <laughs> and then if someone's there to talk to you, just click on that, and then you start a conversation. Uh, just like Privateer. J- exactly like Privateer. Um, so, yeah. But- so then let me, let me ask you this. The flight, the mm-hmm. flight model of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is, there like a, is there like a drift mode? Is there oh, like yeah. A, an oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. So when, when you're flying around... Uh, the A and the B button control the speed. A makes you go faster. B makes you go slower. When you hold down B, it cuts your inertial dampeners. So you can be flying in one direction and whipping around in another direction. I, I use it all the bloody time. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's something you have to... It's something you really have to get good at to really excel at this game. Like, you really need that extra... Mo- you really need that extra spinniness. Um... <laughs> It's probably not the most technical term, um, but yeah, you can you can do a drift mode where like, oh look, there's a guy behind me. I'll cut my dampeners and whip around and kill him, and I'm still flying in this other direction. Here's a guy coming toward me. I'll whip around and I'll cut. I'll put back the dampeners and fly toward him. Yeah, it it becomes like music. It becomes like dancing, basically. How else are you going to hug the donkey? <laughs> And it's great because once you learn how to use it properly, I'm still learning how to do this. You can use, you can cut the afterburner, but still hit, I mean, you can cut the dampener, but still hit afterburner. So you can still change direction while you're in this inertia-less mode, if you want to. So you could like, you can orbit a thing and still keep your guns pointed out, like a larger cap ship, for example, if you want to, or like a platform that you have to destroy. Yeah, exactly. Um... So yeah, there are. Uh, you can do that, and it's it's wonderful. I once you learn how to do it, you'll be using it all the time, all the time. It's just the best. Yeah, it, this this game has it's it's the best dog fighting since Free Space Two. 
Like it is really just up there with free space and X-Wing and TIE Fighter in terms of how good the dogfighting is. I'm not even being hyperbolic. It's that good, y'all. If you haven't bought it yet, what are wow. you still listening to me for? <laughs> wow. So I think I think that statement right there kind of Yeah, I I'm not I mean, I'm not even I'm not even joking. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not even anywhere near joking. It's just it's just a joy to get in and not even do a mission. Like you can autopilot to uh, a nebula or uh, a jump gate and you'll get interrupted on the way by a battle with three freighters and 10 pirates and two police people. And you're like, okay, do I help these guys or do I just burn past them? I'll help. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're in a big battle. And if you have some cargo space, you might get some loot out of it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So, it's just... Yeah, I bounced off the original Rebel Galaxy after about 10 hours, 15 hours. Because it just... like It just puttered out, you know, for me. But, again, this one... And this isn't... And, folks, I wasn't... We weren't intending this to be the Rebel Galaxy buy it, you fucks show. Um... <laughs> This wasn't but that is be, what inspired the discussion. So yeah, there you yeah, go. exactly. This wasn't meant to be like a big buy Rebel Galaxy show, but it really just... I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's really going to be probably the best space game of the year. I can't see anything coming that'll be better better than it. And um, it'll be a big surprise if something comes along that's better. And uh, yeah, just some of the best space dogfighting you will encounter in the last 20 years. Just, I just can't say that enough. <laughs> and it's and, and it's with a gamepad. Like, I, like, at first I was like, what? It's a privateer-style game. Surely you must want to use a joystick. Nope. Nope. Joystick. It's not as fun with the joystick. I mean, it works. But... I think that's where the confusion comes from, though. Yeah. People I'm sure. hear that. They hear privateer. Or they and hear... They, Free space you, you know, they hear about whatever. games in the genre that are like it, and then assume it must be using Otis. Right. Which, again, you can do if you want, but this is a game where owning a gamepad is, I would say, almost a necessity. Really. Because the other modes, yeah, it's the best way to play it. It is Nothing beats it. Nothing. I've played every way you can with this game, and gamepad... There's nothing like it. It's. I can't wait for you guys to play it in a couple of weeks. Um, oh my god. I. Hopefully we can get him back on the podcast. He might need a big. Vac- they might need a vacation after it comes out. Um, they've been working so, so hard. Three weeks. Yeah, yeah three about three weeks. weeks. About three weeks from I think today. Is it because the thirteenth? Yeah, thirteenth. Is, is a Tuesday, right? I think it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so three weeks from today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Three weeks. Yeah, and you can pre-order it now on the Epic Game Store, y'all. Just don't stress about the Epic Game Store. You don't want to wait a year for it to come to Steam, do you? You want it now, right? Of course you do. Just get it on Epic. Stop being a bitch. Jesus. My game, and I (laughs) want it now. (laughs) Uh, That... We could probably do a. We did a show about that, about Epic and all that stuff, about the Star Wars. We did a show, yeah. I was like, that'd be a good topic. Wait, we did it. <laughs> That's where my brain is gone. Uh, 
But like, what would you say? Like, let's let's put Rebel Galaxy aside because I mean, you guys haven't played it. But what would you say is the game for you guys that uses the gamepad the best? Like, what what's like your best gamepad game for you guys? It doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what. No, space I mean, game or not. no, no, not at all. Not at all. It doesn't have to be a space game. I'm just curious as to like, you think they got this right for the gamepad? Like, what do you, what do you, what's like the first game you think of? Um, in terms of like vehicle management and maneuverability, I feel like GTA does it really well, no matter what the vehicles are. I always feel like I'm having a good time with that. Um, it mm, took okay. it took Wildlands some. They they had to patch their shit for for the vehicle controls to to work right in there. I heard they were terrible um, at first. I heard they were terrible. They in the were. Game first. You gonna ask Jim? Jim and I were having the worst time with the vehicles. Yeah, big time. And and honestly, in that, that's another one of those games where like I'll play mouse and keyboard, but then whenever I get in a vehicle, I pick the game pad up. Yeah, that's pretty much what I think we're all talking about doing. Yeah. yeah, I had to I had to relearn playing Monster Hunter World because I started out mouse and keyboard, and the mouse support was actually terrible at first because when the game first came out, they were emulating a joystick with the mouse. What? This is never a good idea. Yeah. What? So it's like, yeah, uh, it's basically you move the mouse and it treats mouse movement as deflection of a thumbstick. So. You, know, what? you move the mouse and, and it's like, oh, I'm going to turn. So it basically it didn't have it didn't have any feel of acceleration. Like you move the mouse slow, you move the mouse fast. It doesn't matter. It's just as long as you're moving the mouse, you get a constant rate of turn. All right. So sucked. But they fixed that, you know, like about six months down the road. Um, but they, that game had a lot of problems. It had multiplayer problems and all kind of stuff. Uh, but it's good now, right? It's mint. But it's definitely better now. The problem that I was having, though, is like pulling some of the combos and stuff. As I got deeper into the weapons, um, just some of those combos don't come off well with a keyboard and mouse. It's a little bit mm. too much piano playing that you got to do. But then uh, you can just tell. Like you, I switched over to a gamepad. And I had to kind of like relearn all that muscle memory of, you know, six months of play in the game. Um, but then I flipped over to a gamepad, and it took about a week, and I was caught up. And now I can do things that I couldn't do. So it's yeah, that that's just an example of a game that like yeah, we support keyboard and mouse. We don't do it particularly well. It got better, <laughs> but it's still the gamepad just wins. Yeah, yeah. Is that true for? Well, a lot of console like ports, like the gamepad, is just uh, almost always better. Always, pretty mm. much, yeah. Except for except for like first person shooter games, because now it's going to be oh, it's going to be really well, again, interesting when Halo comes. I, I, I hate. To, well, that's a good that's a good observation, Jim. Mm. I hate to bring this up again, but Grand Theft Auto first person shooter clearly is better with a mouse and keyboard on the PC than say a controller. Well, anything so. that you have to aim a gun. Is better with a mouse now, because now you, because you, the it's like whenever you're doing anything with a gamepad, they have to have like an auto aim kind of thing going on. They have to assist you somehow. Uh, like Call of Duty did it almost kind of like at least have GTA. an option for it. Yeah, because it, it's almost like okay, you squeeze 
the the left mouse or the left trigger would be like raise the sights, but it also kind of snaps to the guy that's close. So it's you know it's like okay, close enough. I'll aim for you. Um, Halo did it in a way like way back in the day, right? Halo set the standard for a lot of things because that set the standard for how gamepad controls work. Everything after, right? It was mm. Halo, and then Call of Duty took off from that and further refined it. And now we're we're done at this point. Like, don't don't screw with the control system because everybody knows this. Don't touch it. Um, and that's why it makes me buggy, man. Whenever I whenever I'll get a game from Japan. And they have like some whacked out controls. You know, it's like, oh my god, the wrong stick does yeah. the camera or, or and it's backwards. Action, or their action button isn't at the bottom, it's on the right or something yeah. like that. Well the worst man was whenever I there's, was. There's there's a Armored reason Gold. why they reverse the, the what there's a reason why they have them reversed. Um, if you look at a PlayStation controller, circle is on the right and X is on the bottom. And in Japan Circle is a symbol for yes or okay, and X is a symbol for no or, you know, don't do that. Cancel. So that's why they're reversed over there. Interesting. But but are the are the buttons actually in a different place, too? Like no, they're, they're, that's the place they're in. That, because ah. remember, also, Japan is right to left for reading. So, well, so, so the they, point they I was trying to get toward, at point i was trying to get at was like the the xbox controller right a is on the bottom is typically like your action button for stuff as where like that's you know um o on the playstation which is on the right <laughs> so it's just kind of like what did you ever play the first armored core games on playstation i did okay. i, try, I tried oh, to play oh, I, I tried to play it's armored like, core 2 and oh jesus yeah, because oh, dude, <laughs> aim up and down was the, the shoulder. shoulder yeah, oh God, yeah. And it's like, oh, what geez. the fuck were you thinking? It's like you got a dual shock, right? <laughs> so let me use the other stick to. It, it took until they ported uh, Front Mission over to the Xbox. I think it was like Front Mission Four before they finally got it. And they were like, oh yeah, hey, we can use that second stick for something. Oh really? I've never well, played. It's because um, also at the time, PlayStation original PlayStation, they'd only recently introduced. The Dual Shock, right? So it had one so, stick, and yeah, yeah. Basically, so yeah, it had. Well, I mean, I know why they, stick. I know why they did it because uh, you know everybody was used to the one analog stick, and the the first game was on that. So sure, but still, you know, it's like well, the original no, the original PlayStation controller didn't have analog. It didn't stick. have any, right? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. then they added and analog. And that's what it, right? But that's what they built it for. So they assumed that people weren't going to make the switch over until you know it was after it was after that they they put it out. So it was, mm. <laughs> the the control scheme was built on the original controller. <laughs> what can you do? Right. It's for the same reason why a lot of the the later games made use of the DualShock controller, and the original ones couldn't. It just you, wasn't compatible. They weren't. I'll tell you, I tried Armored Core 2 because everyone told me that was like the best one. And yeah, I couldn't get past the controls like at all. So I've not even touched another Armored Core game because of that. <laughs> I'm like, ah. which is uh, not what was, great. What, what was the, um, God, what was that space game that came out? 
that was originally enemy starfighter and it became something else oh house of the dying sun that's good controller mechanics for that is game. that is a pretty that is a good space dog fighter with 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 the gamepad yeah that, that, that's that, a that place a where one. i was i was actually angry because yeah. I wrote the jo- I wrote the joystick profile for that game, and then he was just like eh, and dumped it. <laughs> and it was like, damn it, because I put like hours into that because it, it was basically he had his gamepad stuff, and then I was just like, all right, well I can I can write the translation for the axes into a, a joystick and throttle instead of your gamepad, and, and it was there. And he's just like, yeah, I just didn't want to keep up with it. And it was like, okay. But it's just like that game only plays with a gamepad now, and I I can't use my stick. Well, I guess I could go in there and actually do my work again, Um, but I'm irritated that he didn't ship it. Well, I'm just upset that it was pared down from the amazing like open world jump where you want to game to here's a bunch of linear missions. Yeah, it's like the opposite of the Chris Roberts effect. It's like Chris comes on and he's like, I'm going to make this pretty cool basic privateer game. And then, oh, God, the feature creep. And then on the other side, uh, Tipple's like, yeah, I'm going to do all this crazy, you know, and then we got like a linear. If those two could have just worked together and met in the middle. I'm so frustrated because he had it working. Like, I remember playing the alpha and it worked great. I don't I don't fully understand what happened there. Still, um, I'm afra- kind of afraid to ask. <laughs> um, but yeah, that House of the Dying Sun does have very good gamepad combat. You were absolutely right. I forgot about that game. Uh, as I, it might have been purposeful. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Well, it's, it's it it it's it's it does what it does. Does it very well, and then that's it. Like there's. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, it, it does have an, an intriguing story. It does have some fun combat, but you know, at the end of the day, that's as far as it went, and you know, it's not really going to go. And it like it intended you to replay levels to get more space bucks to get more upgrades or something. It's like one why? million space bucks. Yeah, it's like why do I want to do that? <laughs> why? Anyway, um. So so yeah, like the con- is is it just weird too when you look at a game on Steam and it just says partial controller support? What does that well, mean? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I can tell that you means what you that can't means. run the menus and stuff with the controller. Uh no, not necessarily. It just okay. means that when when they say partial controller support, they mean that the Xbox 360 controller is supported, but others might not be. So it's oh. a 360 and or the uh, the Xbox One controller. Uh, that when they say partial controller support, that's specifically what they mean. Is that those at least are covered, but you know, third party stuff may not be. Right. Oh, okay. If it reads full controller, then that means that that you can configure just about anything, as long as it has uh, enough axes. And but partial controller support means pretty much three hundred and sixty. Xbox One, that sort of thing, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be the minimum. That's the minimum uh, requirement for controller support. That's funny. Who, who, who thought Microsoft, years after getting out of hardware, like with their joysticks and whatnot, 
would make pretty much the best gamepad, pretty much one of the best gamepads on the market. It's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's funny. I, I can use a, my Xbox One controller or my PS4 controller and just not skip a beat. It just, I can pick up either one and they feel exactly the same to me in terms oh, really? of how I use them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, but some people the- even say the, the PS4 controller is uh, one of the better controllers you can use for a PC. You know what I've heard is a really good controller? Is, is, is it the Wii U Pro or the Switch Pro controller? It's like 80 bucks. It's a Nintendo controller. Uh, the Switch Pro controller is not bad, yeah. And apparently it's like one of the be- People are saying like it's one of the best controllers. Now you know what the you know what the controller I really want is. What was that mech game on the Xbox that came with oh, like it was a battalion? Yes, it had the dude joystick. I like, played that. C shaped thing. Pretty epic, but good god, is that expensive? <laughs> yeah, I would just be happy for a PC port of the damn game because I can I can like supply the hardware that it wants. That's fine. But I just please give me a PC port. Someone told me you can get those controllers working with a PC. You can. Which, but I'm I'm just saying I could emulate the controllers because I've I've got stuff two, that will do all that. Yeah, you need two joysticks and a slider and a bunch of buttons and that's what it is, right? It's two sticks. And, yeah, it's uh, a, two sticks, a throttle, uh, three foot pedals. Three foot pedals. I'm gonna have to try this at some point. I guess I guess real robots have a clutch. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to drive stick. I'm screwed. I can't drive a, a whatever. Yeah, dude, what that's the, what you need. What, you need whatever, a robot with a stick shift, right? Whatever the like, robots are in that, whatever robots called in that game, I can't drive them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> my Gundam's four on the floor. <laughs> oh shit! I'm screwed. I would just be like, all the other mechs would take off. You would just hear me like grinding the shit because I can't do the clutch and the shift. Right. It's like, no, you got to pop the. God damn it! Ah, <laughs> uh, so great. Uh, we should wrap it up. We've been going over an hour. We didn't always have to go for two. I think we've exhausted this conversation. Uh, so, folks, um, just a couple of quick programming notes. This Thursday on the Land Party, we are going to be returning to one of our favorite roguelikes, Streets of Rogue. Uh, yes. it, it just hit early access. I mean, it just left early access. And uh, it is probably one of the most varied and amazing. Like, the only other, like, the only other roguelike that comes close I think in variety is maybe Cogmind because you can change all your parts and stuff but like this game is just astounding in the ways you can solve problems and and there's you can no totally make custom characters you know say again? Uh, totally break the game so you can make custom characters that's one of the things you can do oh really and you have 20 points to allocate to the to the different uh, skills and your stats and you can make it a broken character if you want, you know, putting as many um, up to eight perks as you want to on the on the character. But if you use more than twenty points without putting any negatives on it, you'll you won't be able to unlock anything with that character. On the other hand, you can make a totally broken character if you want. 
<laughs> so that could be fun. Oh, do you have a broken character already? You said I think you said you unlocked everything. I have not. I, I've beaten. So I've unlocked all of the base characters. Mm. I have beaten the game a total of three times. Wow. Uh, two of them I've completed the big quests for those characters. So I've got some stuff to play with. Wow. Yeah, I do not. So this will be fun. I'm probably still going to do the Doctor. I love the Doctor. I, I mean, I know I have other options, but I just love the Doctor. <laughs> Folks, if you don't know, the Doctor is a guy who can't use weapons. But no, you can't. The, you have one weapon you can use. It's the tranquilizer gun. Yeah, it's. Oh, that's right. Oh. But you can get behind someone. You can chloroform them and knock them out. And you can do that as many times as you want. It's great. And the big quest for the doctor is to kill under thirty people for the entirety of the run. What? So you can cause. Oh. Yeah, you can cause death by other means. But they cannot be directly attributed to you. Like, you can't fire on someone. Right. Uh, you can do things like throw an EMP grenade at the generator, have the generator explode, and that kills them. But you can't kill them yourself. <laughs> right. So next week on the podcast, we're going to have something of a celebration of mods. Um, we talk about mods, like, on the periphery. Ooh. Yeah, we talk about mods on the periphery a lot. Like, when we're talking about specific games, we might mention a mod or two. But this show is going to focus entirely on our favorite mods. And it's not going to be just space games, because there are a lot of those. But we want to talk about, like, what our favorite mods are for some of our favorite games. Like, Sins of the Solar Empire, or... Battle for Middle-Earth 2, or the original Doom. You know, there are just a billion mods Starpoint out there. Starpoint Gemini. Starpoint Gemini. The Defiant, thank you. So we are going to, like, talk about some of our favorites for space and non-space games. So that should be a lot of fun, because, I mean, how many developers started as modders? A lot. Um, so modding is a... We, we love modding around here, we, but we just don't talk about it enough. So next week, that is all we're going to talk about. Uh... So that that should be that should be a lot of fun. So folks, thank you so much for watching and for listening and if you're a Patreon subscriber, thank you for uh, su- supporting us that way. And if you've bought anything on the um the what? Teespring shop. Teespring store. Teespring. Space hyphen game hyphen junkie. It's on the bottom it's on there's a link on uh spacegamejunkie.com. There's actually a site and called spacegamejunkie.com. I ha- I'm not able to link those yet. I don't have enough followers. You got to have a certain amount of followers to to link them to your YouTube videos. I can link them to my Twitch videos, but I haven't figured it out yet. Like for some reason, it won't let me link some things. I I mean, there's a way to do it. It's just broken. So, but yeah, we do have a Teespring shop where you can get shirts, tote bags. If you're feeling like an NPR listener, that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, there. If you've supported us that way, thank you very much. Uh, you guys are amazing, and we love you, and thank you so much for listening and for watching and for interacting in the chat room. We uh, love talking to you guys, so thank you, Fermian and AC Wraith and all the people that talk to us in the chat room. And we will see you uh, next time on Thursday with some Streets of Rogue. Have a great night, y'all. Bye-bye.
I'm 